Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Clone Wars Rewatch here at Nerd Herder. I'm your Herd Leader, John Lee. And I'm Herd Mama. And we're just going to upfront apologize that over the next episode and in the future, really, um, it's going to feel like there's more ads. That's because there are. We're upping to three ads per show, and we don't necessarily enjoy doing that, but we do enjoy uh, generating funds to support the show. So, um, we hope that you'll be awesome and patient and, um, understanding, and that you'll listen to them, because all you have to do is listen, and that earns us, uh, some change, and we're trying to earn that dough to support the show, so, uh, that's just, uh, one way that we're able to do that. Uh, obviously, one of our goals is to not have to have ads at all, yeah. um, but we would need y'all's support through anchor sponsorship, through Patreon collaboration, all of that good stuff. Uh, we're not going to talk at you too much about that because we already put up a main show where we talked a lot about it. So hopefully you've already tuned into that and got the tea and dish and whatever the new slang is, uh, the 411 on how you can support the show and You're how we so would old. like you to support the show. I am old. Uh, support my Senior Citizen Home Fund. Um, yeah. Whatever it takes. If we whatever reach it our takes. Patreon goals, we'll put her dad in a home. <laughs> exactly. So, but, uh, that'll be the ultimate Patreon goal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, uh, our latest main show has all the deets on, uh, how you can support the show and why we would like you to support the show and why it's good for you to support the show. Yeah. But until we get to that goal, uh, we have ads. Yes. So, hopefully, uh, you love us enough to put up with the ads. Uh, and we're gonna do our best, um, to keep them fresh and, um... I mean, to a point, we have a script that we have to do, yeah. but we're going to try and keep them at least interesting and fun so you're not listening to the same thing over and over and over. We're going to try and revolve them at least uh, once a week. Yeah. So each week, uh, they should change up a little bit. <clears throat> um, so tune in to see the wackiness and how we're going to try and make ads interesting over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and we're just going to keep doing that until you get sick of it and help us on Patreon. Exactly. So, but... <laughs> Uh, that's not what today's episode about. Uh, today's episode is about Clone Wars. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes that is indeed. why it's the Clone Wars rewatch. Specifically, um, the season five, uh, arc, soft, what we're calling the soft war on Onderon. That's what I've seen some people call it. Uh, it's not a full scale war, uh, but it is a war of sorts, but it's not also a civil war. So it's a little bit of an interesting situation. Yeah. And we're going to kind of talk about the interesting circumstance that this is. It, it feels familiar to the Bounty Hunter episode, yeah. where it's very Seven Samurai kind of style. Mm -hmm. um, but it's its own story, and it's got a lot of twists and turns. It's very interesting and fun. Uh, this is just prime Clone Wars stuff, I think. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, and it's one of the higher-paced arcs of Season 5, really, because the next arc that we're going to talk about um, that's probably going to go up tomorrow... Um, is about younglings, training younglings, and, and yes. finding lightsaber crystals. Which, all of them are precious. How did that happen? <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a, a pace shift, um, but for now we're talking about four interesting episodes, uh, and we're going to try and not do that uh, in a long-winded way, but who knows. We're going to try. <laughs> we always try, but we always fail, but we always try. That's the important thing. Yeah. Um, but it starts with Season 5, Episode 2, a war on two fronts. Uh, and the moral for that episode is, fear is a malleable weapon. Mm-hmm. And... It, that's accurate. 
Yes. What I find interesting is that can almost be, like, I can almost see that being something Sidious would say, but I can also yeah. see that as something that the Jedi would say. Yeah. Because clearly we see the Jedi turn the people's fear into a weapon against that which they fear. Exactly. Um, you know, it's almost like, don't let the anxiety kick you out, let it motivate you mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, in this instance, that's what it's about, I think, is this starts the the direction of the arc of, hey, we get, you're not happy with this situation, you're scared, you're unsure of what to do. Let that motivate you and let that make you dangerous uh, to what you fear, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I see. Uh, but it's like Rorschach. You can kind of, I guess, see whatever you want to see. But yeah, I think it's a butterfly. He thinks <laughs> it's a man on fire. Uh, everyone's valid, except Greg, so... Why are you so mean to Greg? Because I, I don't think we fo- uh, we're followed by a Greg, so I... I if your name's Greg, hit us up. <laughs> I'm just... Watch, Talk <laughs> Wisdom is going to be named Greg. Oh, gosh, of course. And uh, you're going to be It butt. would be the most precious Twitter account out there. Oh, my gosh. But, um... Yeah, so that's the setup. That's the that's what we're uh, diving into, um, and so yeah, take it away, Earl. Play me out, Jim. <laughs> Still, one of my favorite AS, ASDF movie gags oh. <laughs> is like play the one about falling down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> and just fall down the stairs. I love it. Oh goodness. Anyway, so. We open our episode on Onderon. Yes. I was confused because I misheard the first time I... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's like uh, Dantooine and Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, there's a few out there. I guess it's kind of like how you have... Um... Dantooine, Pamtooine. Well, more. I feel like it's like, hey, these are two very similar and, I guess, nearby systems. I mean, Kansas I, and I'm Arkansas. Not... I'm not up on the galactic map, so I don't know if this is actually near Alderaan, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is like that other one, yeah. uh, so let's call it that. I don't know. Mm. Well, I mean, in Legends, Alderaan, um, Onderon, sorry, uh, comes from the Lucia. Tales of the Jedi comic series from back in 1993. So this is another one of those instances where the Clone Wars team and Dave Filoni yeah. dug through history of Star Wars to pull out, hey, here's this sort of known uh, planet name, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a very Roman Empire-ish, which I feel like mm-hmm. is m- purposeful. Yeah. It it seems like a lot of the aesthetic and the, even the situation yeah. feels very uh, Roman, you know, uh-huh. um, sort of like, Caesar Augustus was the bad one, right? Which one was the bad one got that, that got stabbed like 27 times? Caesar, yes. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's, I mean, in the end, spoiler alert, that's what it feels like. That was Julius Caesar, sorry. There you go. Caesar Augustus was his son. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what it feels like, where it's like, hey, here's this really bad mm-hmm. leader who's doing stuff, and eventually the people are motivated to rise up. Fun fact. The rise reason... up, rise up, or whatever the <laughs> Hamilton thing is. Uh, you were close. Uh, the reason we have 12 months in the year is because Julius Caesar and Caesar Augustus created two more months for themselves, July and August. There you go. That's why October is called October, because it was technically the eighth month in the year. There you go. Eh. Huh. Freaking Roman Empire, See, man. you you come here to for the Star Wars, you stay for the education. The useless trivia just rattling around in her mom's head. Exactly. Well, it's interesting because the plot of this episode, that I mean, pl- the plot of the arc, but yeah. uh, that started in this episode, is centered on something 
that is very real in history and yeah. that you have a position of power who can't get involved in a war with another position of power yeah. who instead supplies and trains and motivates a smaller position of power to take out the other. Uh, I mean, cause, and, and that's where the similarities to the Bounty Hunter episode comes in because it's like, we can't do this for you, yeah. but we can help you do it for yourself. And, um, I mean, that's what, Andron wants the Republic to come in and do it. But the interesting thing here is that their leader has already sided, like, their previous leader already sided with the Separatists. Yeah. For some reason. Um. Well, I imagine it's kind of like a, a situation with, uh, what, what other, the one, yeah? Well, I think it's, I, I, I think we're led to believe that the previous king knew Mina Bonteri because it seems like she... Uh, she mentions to, um, yeah. yeah, by the way, um, Lux is here. Yay! Um, gotten a little bit shaggier with his hair, but, uh, there's a moment where he's like, oh, your mom would prefer, it, it feels like he was in with Mina. Yeah, cause and... that's their home planet. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And so, and then the rug's pulled out from under him, um, and a new king is put in power that Dooku's like, hey, he'll do what we want. Yeah. Um, except the people don't like him. Exactly. Go figure. All he does is eat fruit. Right, that's true. Every scene. Every scene. And he doesn't even finish it. He just, like, takes a bite and then throws it. Right. It peeves me to no end. Like, finish your fruit. Uh, right. Golly, that's how you get ants. <laughs> you want ants? That's how you get ants. Um, so, yeah, so, the, uh, the Jedi are asked to help fully. Yeah. Um, but they're like, eh, Technically, they would be aiding a separatist uh, city. Yeah. You know, I mean, they would be aiding enemies because technically, even though the people don't agree with it, their leader sided with them. So instead, they basically supply and train mm -hmm. uh, insurgents, rebels. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where the big story comes in. Yeah, uh, they send Ahsoka, they send Anakin, they send Obi-Wan, and The only Rex. Jedi that matter. And the only clone that matters. <laughs> hey. I, excuse me. I love all of them. I, it's just... It's always going to be a pet peeve that we didn't get the chance to get more Jedi mm. featured up front. Yeah. I think Ahsoka... I think Ahsoka is and should have always been the main character of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But it would have been so great to see her team up with others and to get out there with other Jedi Masters and to learn more. Uh, you know, expand past Obi-Wan and Anakin. I mean, Obi-Wan and Anakin get the first three films. I mean, you know, Obi-Wan yeah. gets the first three, Anakin gets two, basically. Uh, you know, it would have been yeah. nice to give the limelight to somebody else. I, yeah. Now, I love what we got. I'm just saying, it would have been nice. Um, and you know what? Comic series. Mm -hmm. Why not? Let's let's get some other Jedi centric stories out there. Shock T Sassi uh, Tin Kakruk, for goodness sake. Goodness. Are you okay? I just want my Kakruk back. I know. Fun fact. It, I always say that, but it's never a fun fact. It's just me telling <laughs> you something. By the way, I guess. When we were we showed the kids in our group, uh the the 2003 Clone Wars series. Mm -hmm. And we found out that one of them does not know the twist of Darth Vader's Anakin's father. Yeah. I fought a child, like, verbally, 
Not like physically. I fought a child to not ruin that for that child. Mm-hmm. I will. That is untapped potential. Oh yeah. Ugh. Um, I mean, this episode's really simple. It, it's a lot of uh, the Jedi kind of just showing them techniques. Yeah. Um, and we get my least favorite plot device. Oh, yeah. Which is... Okay. It's not that big. It's not it's that not, big, but like... It's ugh. not that centric. No. And it's only explicitly out there in the last episode, I'd say. Yeah. There's a love triangle between Lux Bonteri, Ahsoka, and Stila. I mean, arguably, arguably, Ahsoka taps out pretty quick. Like, I yes. think, like, second episode in this arc, she's just like, nah, okay. Yeah. She even, like, flirts with Saw a little bit. Well, it's well, flirts, flirts with her. Yeah, I, that would have been cute. No. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No. <laughs> I love Saw, but no. Okay. No, that is not her type. Gruff and Toughman? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Half like, man, half boy? The reason I think the reason Lux is into her and she's into Lux is because she's clearly the lead and the strong one in that relationship. Yeah. I mean, look, look who he falls in love with when Ahsoka's not around. Stila. Mm-hmm. And basically another, a, a, a non-Jedi version of Ahsoka, I'd argue. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, like, the Rebels have the gusto to fight this fight, but they don't have the training. Mm-hmm. That's what the Jedi are here for. Yeah. Uh, and in typical kind of TV show fashion, essentially... Montage! At just, yeah, and at just the right time, all of their training specifically comes in handy for the final battle of the episode. Yeah. Um... And it's just one that kind of proves that they can do this. They can work together. Mm-hmm. So then the, they infiltrate the city. Yes. They haven't been in the city this whole time. They've been on the outskirts. So they infiltrate the city. They've been in the piazza. Um, and that's where it ends. Basically, them infiltrating the city and uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin having some kind of dialogue of, you know, like, hope this works. Uh, that, that's the episode. Yeah. Um... The the interesting thing is just, like, do you, I think it was more, actually, let me just go ahead and ask. Do you agree with the kind of involvement of the Jedi in this? Do you think this is the right way to go, or do you think they should have just gotten involved completely? If you're gonna, if you're gonna do something, do it. Don't do it half-behinded. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't really see the point in getting involved if you're not gonna get involved. Yeah, I mean, because, like, with the Bounty Hunters episode, and it's only because there's a little bit of a similarity that I keep mentioning it, but um, with that one, it's a little bit more agreeable because these they're not teaching them to fight the Separatists. They're teaching them to fight pirates. They're teaching them to defend their homeland. Yeah. This is a full, like, Separatists are involved, and mm-hmm. essentially you are you admit and know that they took over... In a dirty way. Yeah. But you won't jump in to help. Like... Yeah, we're not going to fight your war for you, but we're going to let you fight our war. And I just feel like that's more dangerous than just getting involved. I agree. Uh, And I think they would have solved a big problem. I mean, a lot of this comes down to the political field. The reason that separatists and Republican senators can't talk comes down to politics. Yeah. Pure and simple in terms of we're not validating the other side by talking to them. Exactly. You know, by admitting there's a problem, we validate them. And it's like, because there is a problem. Like, 
Ugh, I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot, and it, I feel like all of this just plays into the plot of the bad guys. Their plot yeah. is to damage the reputation and the public view of the Republic and the Jedi. Which the Republic was going to do that anyway. Right, well they're just helping it along. Exactly. But, like, um, are we out of spoiler territory for Jedi Lost at this point? Uh, depends on what you're going to say. Sifidius. Uh. About the... When did it come out? came out April 30th? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd go ahead and say you can... If you haven't listened to Jedi Lost, just skip, like, 30 seconds ahead. Because, I mean, we're putting our full review up on YouTube this weekend, yeah. so... Yeah, there's a vision that Sifidius has in the middle of, uh, the whole battle on, uh, Sereno. Where he basically sees the Jedi taking hold of the Republic and taking over it. Well, no, that's not that one. No? He, no. That's when... Well, and Dooku no, yeah, has yeah, yeah. that one. But yeah, you're right. I thought it was sifo I don't. I don't want to talk about that yet. Okay. That's for the spoiler review. You'll have, okay. to, you'll have to tune into YouTube for that. But... <laughs> so basically, just ignore me. <laughs> no, no, no. The point of Sifo's original, when they were younger... Yeah. The one he has where nobody believes him and then all of a sudden it comes true. Yeah. That's one where it's that exact instance where it's just like, so you had all the information and it, that's why there's laws against, like, if you have knowledge of something and you don't report, you're complicit. Yeah. In that instance in Dooku, in Dooku Jedi Lost, the Jedi were complicit by not acting on the information that they had. Exactly. Not acting soon enough. Um... And I think it's completely understandable that Sifo-Dyas went behind the backs of the Jedi to get commission the clone army. What? So anyway. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, but your to your Did point, I to your point, I I'm not talking about this right now. What? <laughs> to your point. <laughs> um. That already shows that there were questionable morals in the Jedi and Republic. Yes. Uh, and so, over time, yeah, I don't doubt that an empire would have come around. But by jump-starting the Clone Wars, yeah. it just made it happen it quicker. It set off a lot of alarms. For, uh, yeah, you know. sorry. They're, they're coming to get us for, the, for spoilers. They're coming to get me. <laughs> because um, I'm not going to let this go. I might just kill you in your sleep. That's fine. <laughs> I'm ready, dog. <laughs> no. I'm um, not. I've seen all of Clone Wars, unlike you, so. Uh, but anyway, so I can die happy. But, uh, yeah, so that's the first episode. Uh, that went a little bit longer, but that's fine. Um, but, yeah, so we're we're in into it on Onderon, and in the next episode, we start to see some of things pay off. What? Keep going. Okay. Well, that, no, I'm done. All I got left is a sponsorship. Moving on to Season 5, Episode 3, Front Runners. Yeah. The moral for this episode is to seek something is to believe in its possibility. Huh? That's kind of along the lines of what Yoda says to Luke in terms of like why he fails. Because you, you fail because you don't believe in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't succeed because you don't believe it's possible. Yeah. Um, so you've got to believe that you can win to have a chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Might not winning can be a big uh, can be a wide open thing 
-hmm. can look like a lot of different things. But you have to believe that there's a way to succeed in order to have a chance of succeeding. Exactly. If your mind is set that you're not going to succeed, there's no point in moving forward because, you know, it's not, I mean, it's likely not going to happen because you've decided in your mind it's not going to happen. Exactly. You You control your attitude. Exactly. So, and, and ultimately your attitude kind of informs and orients the way you walk forward into things. Yeah. Um, what is that? What is that like? The power of the mind. Yeah. So. 25% uh, something, 25% hard work, and then 50% oh, attitude. Um, um, oh my gosh. Hang on. Hang on. You got it. You, you were in a guidance counselor's office once. You know oh, what no, this is. Oh no, I thought you were talking about the, remember the name. What? The song by Mike Shinoda. 10% no. luck, 20% skill, 15% uh, 15% concentrated power will, 5% pleasure, 15% gain, and 100% reason to remember the name. Wow. Yeah. Good rap skills, Dad. Yeah, it's the dude um, from uh, Linkin Park, Mike Shinoda. Right, that's that guy. Yeah, that's from his uh, like personal career, but yeah. I thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, we had two different experiences with that. No, I'm anyway. talking like third grade guidance counselor. Oh, no. <laughs> when, when you first started, I was thinking of the statistic that 80% of all statistics are made up. Yes, that's true. So, so and 10% of every joke is truth. So, anyway, uh, enough of the crap statistics, but uh, yes, decide in your mind that victory is possible and victory can be achieved. That is That was my point, but... Yes. Anyway, what what what... What happens in this episode? What happens? Talk to me about this episode. Well, our boys have snuck into the main... The, the, the city. Yeah, like that. Does the capital have a name? Uh, Isis. Or Isis. Oh, right. Well, they say it like Isis, but it's I-Z-I-Z. Yeah, Isis. 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 I don't know. Aziz, was... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just a very loud little dude. So funny, though. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, and really we get a little bit more of culture around Isis mm-hmm. and Onderon itself. Uh, we get a little bit of the fashion and how Roman-inspired it was. Um, a lot of capes, a lot of shawls, uh, a lot of fruit stands, because apparently their main export is fruit. Mm-hmm. Main import is fruit. Everyone's well, very you regular. you see a lot of farmland, I think, is yeah. where... We see the rebels set up in the first episode, so I, I assume that mm-hmm. has something to do with that. Yeah, and the the Jedi are helping them along, trying to guide them to know what the best things to do are. But yeah, uh, have a have a strategy. Don't just yeah. go in guns a blazing. Strats. Uh, in Malgan Market, Lux Bonteri and Ahsoka Tano sneak past sneak sneak past droid patrols and hide around the stalls and the pedestrians and the merchants. And Lux tosses a droid popper in the thick of the squad. That is a funny name for a device. Yeah, it's an EMP, yeah. but that's what they call him, droid poppers. Looking for the mother of droid papa. <laughs> Who's uh, your droid papa? <laughs> they call me droid papa. What does he do? I don't know. Pops him. Uh, Who's your daddy and what does he do? That, that was... That was beautiful, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, the, the droid's done got zapped. Yes, insurgency. Yeah, and it spooks the civilians enough to, like, kind of scatter. 
Um, and then from their vantage point, they take out the droid checkpoint that was cutting off people from the city. Yeah, I, I mean, they're they're essentially letting both the people and the leader know, hey, yeah. we, in your, we in your block. We, we in your house. We, yes, we are We're here. in your middle of... And can we just yeah. acknowledge that... Uh, oh, gosh, you were going to make that joke of that song, weren't you? Which one? In the middle of the street, our house. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that's where you were going. Um, no, but the... the uh, King's name, the current king, the one we don't like, his name is Sanjay Rash. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's, he's so, so much irritating. Food. <laughs> he's, got... he's, he's his name is literally he has an irritation. Um, yeah, and so but he and he's holding the other king, like we said, King Dindup, which is just a funny name. <laughs> king Dindup basically felt like he had no choice but to go with the separatists. Yeah, I guess he believed in bon- Mina Bonteri enough. And yeah. she believed in the cause enough, even though it was poorly founded. Yeah. Um, and as soon as that happened, though, Dooku um, got rid of the king and put uh, Rash in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when it started getting irritating. I thought you were going to say that I was going to make a joke about run around, but I wasn't going to do Who? that. Why do you want to give me the run oh, around? Oh, gosh. I'm so sick of that song because of you. I'm sorry. It's a good song. It um, I'm looking for the mother of John Pop. Uh, so, yeah, we get the first hint of fruit eating, um, from the king. Just Yeah, his angry, like, dialogue fruit eating. Like, I can't just give dialogue, I have to be doing something. It's like Game of Thrones. He takes one bite and throws it. (laughs) Right. It's whole beans. Um, so, back in the rebel, well, in the small rebellion house, uh, the safe house. The Jedi congratulate the rebels on their success. Um, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka warn them that the general populace is going to be afeard of them. Which they are. And the the rebellion needs to win their hearts with song. And dance. And ballet. Um, Saw, however, does not like to do ballet. Um, And he wants to continue fighting with the droids instead of communicating with the people. Yeah, he thinks that it's, like, it's won by fighting, not by... You know, Steel is thinking of, like, thinking of Mm -hmm. the people, you know, thinking that we don't want to just come in and cause a war in these people's homes. Like, we want them to rise up with us, and if we constantly put them in the crossfire, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Whereas Saul's just like, hey, let's blow it up. Yeah, and we definitely see where that attitude goes. Yeah, it's Saw Gerrera, by the way. It's Saw (laughs) Gerrera. I mean, they, they try and do yeah. that carefully, but just by mentioning Saw, or, like, you already kind of had an inkling oh, of, like, what was going on. Yeah, like, as soon as he came up on screen, I looked at you and I said, that's Saw, isn't it? That's Saw Gerrera. Um, so Stila is kind of already putting herself in the seat of a leader, which she is a fantastic leader already. Um... Lux suggests hitting a big, visible target to demonstrate the strength of the rebellion and give the people something to overcome their fear, and they make the decision to hit the central power grid, basically. Yes, so even though this affects the power of the city a little bit, it's smart because basically droids need power. Like, they're not on a central system, Um, so it's not as simple as, like, the episode one deal of take out the main computer and they all go down. Yeah. 
but it it it's the same reason why a small band of soldiers would attack a larger band of soldiers food supply mm-hmm. they would kill their cattle they would kill their horses you can't if you can't beat the soldiers take out their resources make them yeah. a little bit more disabled yeah i mean that's what happened to the <laughs> yet again useless knowledge that megan has mm-hmm. uh that's what happened to the donner party that's why they died so qu- well not all of them died quickly but like that's why most of them died off was because they didn't have cattle mm-hmm. they because uh native americans came in and stole and killed their cattle because they were on their land for pete's sake but like that happened mm-hmm. man you read up on the donner party it's a very interesting book yeah well and i mean this this is a battle of longevity yes you know this isn't definitely. you know and that's what that's where Stila and saw's views disagree mm-hmm. because Stila's about the long war, mm-hmm. you know, about winning the people, about creating, not just fighting and killing the person in charge, but leading the people to demand change. Yes, which Ra- is how we should think. Well, because that's that's what creates lasting change. <clears throat> yeah. Get people on your side. Don't just fight. Don't, like, that's why nobody believes in someone that screams in an argument. No matter how right you are, by being the aggressor in the situation, you might destroy the other side of the argument but nobody really likes to be on your side now because they've seen how aggressive you are yeah so it's it's a really interesting dynamic um and i mean ultimately they're successful they take out the power grid and the end is where you know we see that kind of tension come to a head where all of a sudden they're like hey steela for leader yay yeah and it's like what because yep. teasingly saw has always considered himself to be the leader. Yeah. Be the guy. Um, but he's no Elijah Wood, and they want Stila in charge. Um, and that's when they try to do the whole, like, reveal, which I feel yeah. like if you hadn't seen Rogue One, you would have been a little bit more like, oh, okay. Yeah. But basically, when Saw storms out, you know, Stila goes after, and Ahsoka's like, eh, he'll be okay, and he's like, no, he's my brother, kind of thing. It's yeah. meant to be this, like, <gasps> We already knew. But by by, <laughs> by mentioning his name, though, if you've seen Rogue One first, you, yeah. you have those hints, but you don't, I guess you don't know exactly their relationship. Like, you thought they were a couple. I thought at first that they were a couple, and then I saw the two of them together, and I was like, oh. Yeah, they got the same face, basically. <laughs> yeah. And the same eyes and everything. Why? Well, by the way, Sagrera and Stila, beautiful eyes. Mm-hmm. Just well, gorgeous. That's one of my pet peeves with um, uh, with oh gosh, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Dude couldn't wear contacts, so Probably I mean, he not. just has his natural eyes. It's just which you know. It's just it's yeah. one of those things because it's, a, it's eye a, transplant. He had a lot of flavor. <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's one of those key features to making Saw, Saw, I think. Yeah, you know? I get you. And it's done well in uh, Rebels to blend Forrest Whitaker and Clone Wars Saw. Um, it would have been nice to see that on the big screen. But mm-hmm. it's just nice knowing where Saw, well, it's not nice because it's not a happy ending, but it's nice to see that he, well, you've seen Rogue One. I know. That's what I mean. Uh, to see someone go from animation to live action like that. It's wonderful. It's it's. I want to so see cool. that more. Uh, absolutely. I, I hope Ahsoka shows up in the Cassian Andor series. It would be cool. That would be wonderful. Um, if even just in mention. So, uh, but yeah, that, so in the end, that's where we're kind of left is kind of this tension of 
you know, they want Stila in charge. And, mm. you know, Saul's trying to come to terms with nobody likes my plans. Nobody wants me to be the leader. He's kind of, he's taking it into a very uh, self-impacting way. Yeah. Like, he's, he's thinking less of himself because of it. When in reality, it's not anything to yeah. do with him personally. Yeah. But anyway, they, they attack the main power and they take it down. Yeah. So in a matter of days, the droids will be out of power. Yeah, and so I think the next episode even kind of picks up a little bit later. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it goes to show the power of strategy. Yeah. You know, and and again, this this is real stuff. This is thing. These are things in our history. Mm -hmm. These are actual tactics and whatnot. Um, and it's empowering to the people that mm -hmm. they can feel like they can fight their own fight rather than calling on the people with the laser swords to do it. Exactly. I think, I think that is important. But I also think that in a way it would have been better if the Republic would have aided them in a more upfront way. Yeah. I feel like some things would have been able to be avoided, but... Yeah. And at the end of the episode, we get a great scene of hologram Anakin and Obi-Wan and Rex. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they went back. Up. Yeah. They... They left Ahsoka. Yeah. They which... got called back on a visual business. I'm a... I'm a... I just, I, it's, it's such a cheap little thing, right. like, oh, there's this serious battle, but the Chancellor needs you to file some paperwork, so come back home, Anakin. It's like, yeah. that's, uh, come up with a better reason. At least in the next Goodness. episodes, we get a better reason. For what? For Obi-Wan not being able to come home. No, that's the, that's a, the different that's arc. That's the different arc. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's the, what I that's meant. That's the young, oh, oh, in the other yeah. arc. Sorry. No, yeah. well, you said in the other episode. In the other arc. Yes. In with the, the younglings, arc. yeah. Oh, there's like, and I'm going to talk, <laughs> there's, there, a, there's a good reason. And yeah. they actually managed to bring it around. I like stuff like that. I don't yeah. like where it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help because things are... Something exploded. The script says so. <laughs> yeah. Um, X Filoni. Yeah, I just, I don't feel like, especially with Anakin and Obi-Wan, they're not the types to mm -hmm. let, I don't feel like they would, well, Obi-Wan maybe, but Anakin, I feel like if he could have, would have been there. Yeah. So, but it's, it's also meant to be growth for Ahsoka. She's learning yeah. to lead these people. She's learning, she's also learning self-control, control, because she can't fight for them. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's tough stuff, and so it, it's meant to yeah. help Ahsoka come up to the front of the stage a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah. And also at the end, Dooku sends a hologram to Rash Well, he's talking oh, yeah. to Rash, and he's like, eh, you suck. Uh, yeah. I have this already painted droid to look with your city's color scheme. Like, General Kalani is already in. Well, yeah, because like, well, I think that <laughs> I think it was because like they expected it to be long term. Like, yeah, that should have been the hint. Like, oh, he's got the the curtains to match the drapes, so he's gross. Out. What? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It, it, it's only gross if that's where your mind goes. Maybe you little heathen. Um, <laughs> I'm a big heathen, thank you. I mean, it's like. Hey, we're sending in this temporary manager to oversee business, but he's already got the uniform. Like, yeah. if you're only here for a couple of weeks, you, yeah. you know, like, why are you in my office? Right, like he was already made up to be the replacement for uh, Rash. Absolutely. So that yeah. I think that's why. Yeah, it's a cool looking tactical droid named General. Kalani. Yeah, it's a like a super tactical droid. Is I think is what super they're. Super duper. I mean, they're meant to be like the n normal ones, but a little bit more uh, intelligent, and yeah. we see that. So, 
Uh, but we see that in the next episode, which we will get to. After hey. a word from our sponsor. Season 5, Episode 4, The Soft War. It's so squishy. It's so soft. It's like this long <clears throat> wolf right here that we got at Celebration. <laughs> yes. His tummy is the so softest soft. tummy. Um, the moral of this one is, struggles often begin and end with the truth. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's good stuff. You can't I mean, handle the truth. You know, when you think about how this started, yeah, it started with the truth that the Republic's broken and we don't feel like we can side with them. Mm-hmm. And it ended with the truth that the Republic is the lesser of two evils when talking about separatists. Yeah, yes. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we know the Republic was still doomed, but... Yes. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, problems start because of the yeah. truth and we don't like it. But then we have to accept the truth um, to ultimately kind of discover peace. Yeah. I mean, it's like we said before, you know, Palpatine had plan A, B, C, D, and a few numbers, too. Like, he would have never let the Republic live after he died. If he died. Well, I mean, if he had a contingency to destroy his own empire, just think of what he probably had in place for I mean chaos. It, if he had died, it would it could have been that Masamita, who knew everything and was along with him, would have executed Order sixty six and yeah. blamed it on the Jedi. Exactly. So. <sighs> but Boy. yeah. Yeah. Um. So we start off right where well up maybe a few hours after the last episode ended off. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a Dagobah situation. You don't really. Uh, have a frame of reference for how long it's been. Yeah. But clearly they've been working together a while and, and doing this a while because, I mean, their functionality uh, in, in this episode as teens clearly shows um, they're they're really getting used to this. Yeah. Um, they're getting good at this. Yeah. Uh, we start with, uh, in the city of Isis, with uh, Lux, Ahsoka, and a small team of rebels placing little sensors all over the market, mm-hmm. uh, which we find out soon are actually hologram emitters. Yeah, based on the last episode where you're expecting, like, boom, yeah, uh, for it to be um, projection is pretty cool. It's also a clever way to get the, the message out. Yeah, um, but they also, you know, they also gank some droids while they're at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you do. That's what you do. Uh, but after the gankage, uh, hologram emitters throughout the city show Stila, and she is sending a message of, you know, encouragement and hope and freedom to all the citizens of Onderon, which has a pretty immediate, you know, Yeah, like, it's, en- it's enough. And that's why I think it's also been a little while, because I think slowly the people have been like, hey, people are fighting back. It's doable. We can, we can do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Steela's stepped right into leadership role, which is awesome. Indeed. And she's her followers are very loyal to her, mm-hmm. as we see. Um, yeah. And so in the next scene, we cut back to the, the uh, temple, where yes. Rash is kind of trying to go between his two dudes. Eating like, so, more fruit. Yeah. So he's got General Kalani, um, representative for Dooku, and then he's also got... Um, I'm trying to make Tandon. sure I have his... General Tandon, who... Is kind of general of the guard kind of character, yeah. um, who doesn't agree with the leadership but is loyal to the throne kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
here's the cool thing here. And I I just learned this, yeah. which I feel terrible about because these are two of my favorite guys. Yeah. So General Kalani is voiced by Greg Berger, who is the original voice of Grimlock, a Transformer from the G1 series, a Dinobot, leader of the Dinobots. Mm-hmm. Me, Grimlock. Like, I mean, <laughs> th- that's the dude. And he's probably doing his Grimlock voice under all of those... Um, different tones and whatnot. Yeah. And then, opposite to him, General Tandon is played by frickin' David Kay, who is just the bestest of buddies with James Arnold Taylor, who plays Obi-Wan, because they play Ratchet and Clank in the Ratchet and Clank series, James being Ratchet and David being Clank. What's crazy on top of that, that I love to remind people, because Clank is such a, such a, he's such a 3PO voice. Yes, he's very know? delicate. Yeah, he's he's got such a soft uh, little robot boy, and, but David Kay also played Megatron in Beast Wars, and and that's uh, just and what a does, range. What does Megatron sound like, John? I will destroy the Maximals. Yes, <laughs> he loves to say like I don't know where that came from, but after every sentence, he would always say yes, uh, and it became such a meme before memes existed. And then what's funny is David Kay is the only actor to play both Megatron and Optimus Prime. He played Optimus Prime in the animated series, mm-hmm. uh, which is where Tom Kenny played Starscream and Waspinator. I just, I love it when you get excited <laughs> about voice actors. I, I, I it love makes my me people. so happy. I, I love my people. These are some of my yeah. uh, heroes and idols. Uh, they are just amazing dudes. Yeah. Uh, and... I've gotten to meet one. Well, no, I've gotten to meet a few. I've gotten to meet um, Tom Baker. I've gotten to meet James Arnold Taylor now. Yeah. Um, you know, we've gotten to meet Ashley Eckstein. But, yeah. I, you know, when I think of I my voice Sam actors, it's yeah. it's people like Peter Cullen, uh, Frank Welker, Greg yeah. Berger, David Kay, James Arnold Taylor, yeah. Steve Bloom. You know, I mean, yeah. and classic guys, you know, uh, of the yeah. business. And who I, th- I could name <laughs> ten different roles for. Yeah, and I think of John DiMaggio, I think of Jim Cummings, I think of, oh my gosh, I think of Tom Kenny, Mm -hmm. all the people that I grew up watching on TV. Like, Mm -hmm. I watched a small little documentary about Jim Cummings before we started this, and I was almost in tears from the nostalgia. Yeah, and Jim's one of, like, those crazy, (laughs) sweet, old, uh, classic ones, yeah. I mean, he was Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, And Baloo? Well, he was... Launchpad um, Jim Cummings was Ratchet in, mm-hmm. I believe, in. I want to say the animated series and in the Michael Bay movies. I almost want to say. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Uh, so I mean, it, I it's. You I love the intersection. I love being able to say, "Hey, and this guy was this guy." Like in the next arc, um, well, in the next next arc, one of the droids is voiced by. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a very famous cartoon character, and, and the voice of a androgynous cyborg, maybe dude from Gundam, like right? like the most weird anime. Freaking a man! Like we were kids that grew up in front of TVs. Yeah, we grew up watching. Yeah, I grew up watching Ed. Ed not Eddie. in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Absolutely not in a bad way. But I grew up watching Dexter's Lab, Ed, Ed and Eddie. You know, a Fairly Odd Parents. All of these great shows that were brought to life by these voice actors. And you grew up watching Transformers and... Anime, lots and of anime, anime. and all the stuff that you love. And, like, they... I feel like 
it gave us a greater appreciation, getting to know these people, knowing their names, and, like, freaking John DiMaggio was in Chowder as a rock god. Rada, rada, rada. Rada, rada, rada. Well, the thing is, like, there's such great people. Yeah. Like, I've never, I mean, I especially think of Rob Paulson. Yes, Like, yes, you definitely. will never meet oh, more amazing people <laughs> um, than voice yeah. actors. Like, yeah. You know, everyone is is just an amazing, positive, encouraging, fun uh, influence and entertainer, and yeah. you know, it's just it's crazy. It, and I just yeah. love the range that they're able to do because Absolutely. you wouldn't get that in live action. In live action, you're so typecast, but you've got guys like David Kay, for example, that uh -huh. plays the most evil Transformer and also the sweetest best friend you could ever have in a robot. Uh, yeah, you know, and. Like You've got Peter Cullen, yeah. who played uh, King Kong, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the dub for King Kong in the 1963 film. And you've got him who plays the most positive uh, leader uh, robot yeah. in Optimus Prime. Yeah. You know, uh, it's yeah, crazy. You've, you've got Dee Bradley Baker, who you met. Right. And when you said that I couldn't be there because I was sick, he signed my helmet. Yeah, really, like, really special and sweet. Like, yeah, and I mean, this dude plays monkeys, he plays clones, he's played a talking German fish. A giant I mean, flying bison? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, the, the ability to be such chameleons of their trade. Yeah. Um, you know, you get Steve Bloom, who also just plays so many out there. And normally, this is a guy you wouldn't probably cast in live action. Not because of looks or anything, just, but he doesn't fit certain characters that he's like you see him and it's like oh wait that's the guy like yeah. i mean he played zeb for goodness sake you see him and it's like oh he's not scary at all and, and yet he can play the scariest of characters but also the sweetest of characters it's it's insane and he was also the voice of toonami yeah like forever right so there you go but he was the voice of olmec that's such a long ramble on voice act yeah. but i mean Appreciate people. It, yeah, it's, yeah, especially with such an amazing cast for Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, and then Corey Burton. They, you know, Greg Berger gets to come along, someone he worked with thirty years prior with Clone Wars, uh, or with uh, Transformers, because Corey Burton was Shockwave, yeah. the original Shockwave in Transformers. Yeah, and yeah. and it's so funny because he has such a weird posh British voice for this like killer robot with a gun arm. I mean, it's yeah. so crazy, uh, and then Corey Burton goes on to play freaking Zeus in the God God of War games. Like, yeah, it's insane, guys. It's yeah. and I mean, it's we incredible. love it. We we love it so much. But this is a world that we've come to love over years and years of appreciation. Yeah, like there will never be a better Joker, in my opinion, than Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill, and no better Fire Lord. Exactly. That always will blow I my guess. mind. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, get to know the people behind your favorite voices. Uh, yeah. You won't be disappointed there. Tell amazing. them you appreciate them on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. A lot of them are very active on Twitter, mm -hmm. too. Um, so, but, I mean, to hurry along with the episode, sorry we got off there yeah. a little bit, but um, essentially, uh, Saw's motivated to go after the king. They, they uh, in, in order to draw out the rebels, mm -hmm. they announced that they're going to kill the former king Dindub. They blame him for the rebels, even though he's got nothing yeah. to do. He's in prison all day, guys. What can he possibly do to organize a rebellion? Yeah. Um, 
So Saul goes out on his own to try and rescue him. Almost successful, but they spend too much time talking. Because uh, yeah. they had plenty of time to escape before the race shields. Um, and then, so now Saul and Dindub are put are being put on execution. And of course, though, the rebels aren't having that. And uh, they free Dindub and um, Saul. There's also a brief little interaction oh, yeah, between with... Tandon and Saw. Where oh, you mean Saw... Rombaral? I, that's another <laughs> that's another anime Gundam reference. This dude looks like Rombaral. You need to chill. Like, look, Rambaral. hang on, hang on. You keep oh, talking. Okay, keep talking. I'm yeah. gonna show you. Basically, I'm gonna prove it. Basically, basically, Saw looks Tandon in the face and he's like, "You're wrong. You are on the wrong side. Your loyalty to the throne means nothing." I am absolutely just rambling right now because I don't know how long it's going to take to Google. But questioning someone's, you know... Oh, wow. It's Romba Raw, guys! <laughs> Do you think that was a reference? I, I was hoping... It's like the episode of Adventure Time where Lumpy Space Princess is basically... Or Space Prince is basically Char Aznable. Right? That's my favorite well, reference in Adventure Time. That's how I found out about the the David K thing because I was like I was trying to find like it it was so close that it had not it had to be a reference but yeah. no it's it doesn't seem to be a reference but it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's it's a great scene because it shows yeah two things about Saul. It shows his very very strong ideals which mm-hmm. can be dangerous. Yes. Because I don't think in that scene you can completely agree with Saul's stance on fighting back. Yeah. It's aggressive. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But it does show that he's learning what it means to fight for what's right. Yeah. Somewhere down the road, obviously, he loses track of that. But here, it's a good sign of his character growth. Um, Definitely. And so, Kalani surprises Rash by showing up and already having a plan for the rebels show, uh, popping in and basically then plans to kill all of them. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, speaking of General Tandon, he shows up and um, sorts it out. He he uh, takes Rash and forces him to order the rebels to be let go. And uh, eventually then follows uh, along with them. He and the yeah. gen- the King's Guard basically join uh, the rebels now. Which yeah. adds to their numbers and adds to their uh, power. Um, you know, and in the end... Ahsoka shares uh, how glad she is that they're progressing, but also how worried um, because, I mean, the next stages are going to be very important. Now that they have the king, what they do next is going to be very important. And, And spoiler alert, it is. Yes. Um, It's, uh, yeah, the reason it's called the tipping point is because it does. The teacup tips. Yes. Uh, in the next episode. So. It falls down. But before we get there, we're going to talk at you with some sponsors. And now we end out, coming to the finale, Season 5, Episode 5. That's season satisfying. Five. Uh, and tipping points, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, the moral for this episode is, disobedience is a demand for change. Oh. If and people could get this in their head. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I get... In most situations, absolutely. If people... I, I guess disagreement should be a better word than disobedience. Yes. Because if someone disagrees with something fundamental, 
it should cause you to question your fundamental values. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, in a place of business, when an employee disagrees with something, it's not always to be a problem or be to combat, be combative. Sometimes it's just to say, hey, the way it is shouldn't be the way it is. Mm-hmm. And if leadership would open their stinking ears and listen sometimes, maybe then, instead of just firing the right people that could help lead change, we would actually see change and see more people want to stick around. Mm-hmm. I, I just... It's one of those things. Disagreement does not necessarily mean diso- disobedience, and it doesn't. And it doesn't necessarily mean um, oh disrespect. insubordination. Yeah, and disrespect. It it doesn't necessarily mean I yeah. don't like you. I'm not gonna do it. It does mean that hey, I don't agree with this. Yeah. And what that should be to you is not a well. You're wrong. It should be a why not? Yeah. Try understand. Seek understanding. Exactly. I'm sorry, this is just a huge pet peeve for me, because I think so many disagreements are taken to the wrong level, like, it's not meant to be me disrespecting you, it's meant to be just me saying, I don't agree. Yeah, and that shouldn't be a a nail in the coffin. No, well, it's like, you know, I'm a Christian, people disagreeing with me as a Christian is a reason why I constantly reevaluate why I'm a Christian. Yeah. It causes me to think about what I believe and why I believe it. Yeah. And and it should be the same on every level, professional, personal, uh, spiritual. You know, it should be an aspect of, yeah. if there's resistance, why? Exactly. Sometimes it's not just resistance to be resistance. Sometimes it's there because maybe the way you're doing it or the way you're practicing it or the way you're saying it maybe isn't right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it could be improved, tweaked. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Pet peeve again. There's I'm, always points of improvement. I'm putting away my soapbox. My my case of Irish Spring is away. Step down from your high horse and off your soapbox. There you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> tell me about this episode. Yeah, uh, I will tell you all about it. Uh, we're back in Mulgan Mar- Market, the house of fruit. Uh, yes, because we like BBC, they only have five sets. <laughs> Where you take one bite of fruit and throw it at the trash. Ah, oh, so wasteful. So very wasteful. Uh, but anyway, a hooded Ahsoka Tano uh, drops a satchel on the ground, not containing puppies. Containing... Sadly. Sadly. It would have it helped with morale, in my opinion. <laughs> um, a case of puppies always helps the soldiers. Yeah. You know what else helps the soldiers? A hologram of a king. Uh, a hologram of King Dindup emerges with a message to the gathered crowd. Uh, he's kind of reassuring them about the re- the rebellion and saying, Hey, I trust these people. You trust these people. We're going to be doing this for good. Which I suppose helps it. Um, Lux and Ahsoka fly away on the back of a lizardman. Uh, and the crowd attacks the battle droids with fruit. Yeah. I mean, and this is why it was so important and key for them to get the king, because mm-hmm. while Stila, we see, is going to be the face of the future for these people, yeah. the king represents the call to action that the people needed at this moment. Exactly. Um, and knowing that the king was still alive. Right, knowing that leadership was on their side, for him to come out and say, hey, this is wrong, this is okay, and that we're going to change things, that's enough for the people to say, hey... I'm on board. Yeah. Um, 
And then, uh, so, then there's a smooch. Yeah, there's a big old smooch between Stila and Lux. And, and Ahsoka kind of just gives that... Right on. Right on, dude. Cool yeah. for you. Good job. You yeah. kissed her right there. On the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which, look, it's okay to be disappointed, but at the same time, you just gotta let people be people and be who be with who they want to be with. Well, and ultimately, she's got to be sensitive to her commitments. Yes. You know, she Like has, Anakin was. Well, <laughs> arguably, Anakin doesn't believe he's clouded by his, which is why uh-huh. he has the stance he has in these episodes, I think, in yeah. terms of being like, just be mindful of your feelings. Don't let it be a distraction. Yeah. And, and arguably, yeah. I will say, to a degree, Anakin is good at not letting it be a distraction. As far as we see him in the Clone Wars. Yeah. I think, though, when it becomes very personal in Revenge of the Sith yeah. is where he's like, nope, I can't, I have to do something. Like, he loses his b- ability to make sense, which is where the dangerous attachments come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, uh, we see a new droid sort of introduced, because uh, the droid ships are actual droids. They're droid brain, brain controlled ships. They're like drones. Sick. Um, and here we see the Hailfire. Oh, no, it's not the, called the Hailfire. What's it called? It's called the Heckfire. <laughs> right. No, uh, it's it's like a, it's the droid's version of a gunship, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like an HK uh, from Terminator. The flying HK, not the tank HK. The Thank Hunter you. Killer. Thank you for, um, uh, yeah. But they got little faces on the front, uh, and it's they really talk. precious. Yeah, they talk, and they sound like, um... Well, they sound like Terminators. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's cool is one of them, when they're ordered to go to the mountains and destroy the rebels, says, by your command, uh, which is a Battlestar Galactica thing. <laughs> um, so there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, back in Isis, just everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah, like people, the, the people, so the rebels are in their camp. Yeah, and the, the but the people in the city are rising up, and so now they've got yeah. now they've got two things to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. That's why they send the gunships out to the camp. Um, and the these suckers are bad business. Yes. Um, basically, and the, this is why I mistook them for the hellfire droids because the hellfire droids are the ones with the big wheels that shoot a whole bunch of missiles. Mm-hmm. These gunships basically are race shielded and just shoot a whole hunkin' lot of missiles. Yeah. Uh, so they don't really preci- precisely hit something. They just blow up everything. Speaking as a tank. Um, it's effective. It's effective. <laughs> just hit it with the Warhammer, baby. Um, It'll explode and hit everything. But there's a there's a great moment where... Well, not a great moment. There's a, there's a moment. There's a difficult moment. Uh, you know, Ahsoka calls out. She's like, hey, we were doing great. And then these... Gunship showed up. Can you help? Mm-hmm. And she's calling for Obi Wan and Anakin. They're like, No, we can't get involved. Yeah, no, can't get involved. Uh, You're dead to me. Bye. But 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 why? But why? You clearly have the former king sh- saying like, Hey, I agree, but out of pressure. And yeah. then I was take I was taken from my throne. I'd and- like to be on the other side now. Right. Like please. you've got you've got you've got the legit king saying, Hey, I'm on their side. I'm on the side of the. The people, yeah. Can we get some assistance here? And, Still oh, no. No, we can't be involved. It's like the whole 
you knocked me down in the sandbox, you're not my best friend anymore. Kind of dealy. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it, it happened once. I'm sorry I knocked you down in the sandbox. I want to come to your birthday party. Please reinvite <laughs> me. Right. Do you um, remember when, like, that was the worst thing that someone could say to you? You're not invited to my birthday party. That, well, yeah. If you had birthday parties as a kid. True. Um, you go to Chunky Cheese? No, never. <laughs> I went to CeCe's. You, you go to Jumping Frog is where you go. Leap, uh, leaping Frog. Leaping Frog, whatever. Yes. You uh, go to Discovery Zone, my friend. Um, so, uh, the Jedi, Anakin decides to help in another way. It's I, I'm glad to see Anakin be the one to be like, eh, bunk this. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go figure something out. Which isn't surprising. <laughs> um, so he goes to Hondo. And yes. gets rocket launchers, basically. It is a wonderful scene, because we get to see Hondo again. Yeah, and what's funny is when Hondo shows up, he gives him the rocket launchers, and he hits on Steela, which is just bad, bad idea. Bad idea. Um, but what's funny is when the droids show up, and he's just like, and our business is done. <laughs> and he just, like, straight Bye. up calmly leaves, like, I'm not in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's another one of those moments where you're like, Hondo's not that bad of a guy. Well, let's he's wait, a bad guy. Let's wait till the next arc. He is he absolutely gets on a bad. He gets an, well, he's a chaotic neutral. Yes, uh, absolutely. Where he tends to take the side of what's in his interest, which isn't always in the best interest yeah. of others. Um, yeah, you consider yourself to be lawful good? Uh, I don't know. It depends by day and how much coffee I've had. Honestly, I kind of, pres- I kind of think I'm chaotic good, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say I'll you're, I'll say, you're, I'll say you're neutral good, I think, or whatever. I don't know <laughs> them by name. Lawful neutral. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, but it's amazing how much the rocket launchers help. Yeah. That's the way to get through ray shields, essentially, is just uh, rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're just popping them off left and right. The droids are trying to kill the king because that'll make everything better. Yeah. Uh I mean, basically, I, I get it, but at the same time, like, I think the people are beyond the point of, like, if you kill the king, they're gonna, they're only gonna escalate. Yeah. Um, but there's a cliff. There's a cliff. So you know some stuff's about uh, to go down. I, so, I was wondering, the last time we talked about Saw Gerrera, Oh, yeah, yeah, I mentioned in... You mentioned, I mentioned in the It was in our Ten Things... Yes. Um, ...episode over on YouTube that you can check out now. Yes. Um... Um, I was very confused by who Steela was mm-hmm. and why. Mm-hmm. Why someone would be so upset about Steela. Mm-hmm. This was an upsetting scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, Steela gets knocked off the edge of the cliff and Lux tries to get her. Yeah, so the order of events Steela rescues the king. Yes. They're on the cliff. Yes. Saw shoots a gunship down. Mm-hmm. The gunship crashes into said cliff. Stila pushes the king out of the way of trouble, but ends up um, barely hanging on to the cliff. Lux does try and help her. Ahsoka uses the force to pull her up. Um, and gets her mostly there. But the crashed gunship still has some juice in it and shoots Ahsoka, which causes her to lose Stila. Yeah. Which, number one, I mean, there's a whole bunch happening. First of all, it is yeah. Saw, Saw, of course, blames himself. Yeah, because Ahsoka. he shot down the gunship. Ahsoka blames herself. Lux blames himself. Right. Everybody is, really takes this hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Stila, she dies. Yeah. She falls off the cliff, and we see her. Yeah, she at pulls the in Natasha. I'm gonna kill you <laughs> with my bare hands. Um, rar. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But her sacrifice isn't in vain because when we come cut back to Rash and Dooku discussing things, basically the endeavor is no longer profitable and Dooku orders Kalani pull everything out and Kalani kills the king. Kill or kills the pseudo king. Kills, kills Rash. Rash. Yeah. Um which good. Wasteful man. Yeah. And in the end, um, you know, Steel is honored by the entire city by her sacrifice and leadership and the example that she set. And because of what she started, mm-hmm. um, things are able to be different for Onderon. And uh, the king invites Lux to come on as senator for uh, Onderon. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be um, cool to come back around to him eventually and see how that plays out. But, yeah, I mean, it. I remember seeing this for the first time. And I remember, like, because I really enjoyed the character of Stila. Um, yeah. And that's She's why... Great. That's why I wished something from that had come out more with, like, again, just a mention, uh, I think I said in our Rogue One thing, where he may have just pulled out a hologram of steel in him, or if he had just said her name, um, something like that, that brought Saw from Rogue One back to the Saw we introduced to here. And I think, I think he was kind of honoring her memory with saying, save the dream. Mm-hmm. Save the rebellion. Right, I mean, because, I think he was thinking of her in that moment. Well, because arguably a lot of ground for what comes later started mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah, I'm not saying this directly turned into the rebellion. We know that's not true, but we know that areas of what happened here that were effect or were, that were affected here mm-hmm. um, do go on to be a part of the rebellion and influence that. Um, you know, in this dream of resisting the evil, standing against it, and standing for what's right, you know. Yeah, I, I I, do think that was a step back for Saul, back to his roots. Yeah. Um, to when he was just the guy that wanted to help people. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to talk more about Saul when we get there more and whatnot. Yeah. Because um, we still have more of Saul to talk about with Rebels. Yeah. So, um, but it's going to be an interesting character to discuss when we get there. But uh, that's... That's the Andron arc, it. yeah, that that's that. Um, so let us know what you thought of these episodes, guys, um, and what you thought about kind of stepping back into Saul's roots and, and seeing him uh, in his original uh, introduction uh, and how that kind of compares for you to Rogue One and whatnot. Um, yeah, uh, we'll be back possibly tomorrow with another episode of Clone Wars Rewatch, um, trying to play catch-up. So uh, if we're back tomorrow... We should be. Um, then it will be Ahsoka and the Younglings. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting one. We're going to have some stuff to talk about about Jedi and Jedi training and all that stuff. And Hondo shows up again. Yay! Uh, so there you go. Um, Speaking of Jim Cummings. Exactly. So, but uh, just make sure you do all the things: Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you're checking out our Patreon page. Again, we're making some changes there. If you skipped our main show, you skipped some important announcements yeah. about that. So please. Uh, head over to our main show and yeah. just listen and hang out for our discussion about Moms of the Galaxy. Yeah, call your mom. Tell her you love her. And, and if you don't have and a And tell mom, her tell to sign up for me. Patreon. Tell your mom to sign up for Patreon. I'm already signed up And then you sign up for Patreon. Up for Patreon. Uh, because we need to send our cats to college. I need a fund to send me to a nursing home. <laughs> and just in general, we need to... Uh, I, again, if, if you aren't into all the ads we have... 
uh, a great way to help with that is uh, collaborating with us through supporting us on Patreon. So, uh, But all the deets are going to be in our main show, and we'll probably be posting an uh, update on our Patreon and sharing that out there too. So check all that stuff out. But in the meantime, guys, stay scruffy, and may the Force be with you. Bye!